It has been another week of central bank surprises. The Bank of England, the Norges Bank and the Central Bank of Turkey all raised their interest rates yesterday. The former two surprised by a higher than expected rise in their interest rates, while Turkey's new central bank team fell short of market expectations and sent the Turkish lira to a record low. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So there were three major surprises from three central banks yesterday. First, the Bank of England hiked its policy rates by 50 basis points yesterday versus a 25 basis point hike broadly expected by the market and priced in by investors. The Bank of England's decision to step up the pace of its interest rate hikes at the 13th meeting since the start of its tightening policy has been broadly unwelcomed by pretty much everybody out there from households in the first place to bond and to stock investors and even to the FX traders because the two-year guilt yield stabilized about the 5% mark but didn't take a lift after the decision yesterday while the 10-year yield fell on the morose economic outlook for Britain following a 50 basis point hike yesterday that came as a warning that more pain is in horizon for Brits and their crumbling economy and their distressed housing market and at this point to be perfectly honest with you it would be a miracle for Britain to avoid recession and avoid even a property crisis. Then the FTSE 100 slumped yesterday below its 200-day moving average, tipped a toe below the 7500 psychological mark. The index managed to end the session above this level but below the ascending base still that was building since October last year. Now looking at the technical indicators, trend and momentum indicators are negative and the index is now approaching oversold conditions. I'm not sure it's going to stop the sell-off. It is worth noting that falling energy and commodity prices this year due to a softish or softer than expected Chinese reopening didn't really play in favor of the British big caps this year. So far this year, the rising interest rates make the situation even worse for the British big caps and the outlook for the FTSE 100 remains neutral to slightly negative until we see that rebound that we are expecting in the global energy prices, which is not happening for now. Then in the FX markets, well, the British pound fell as a reaction to a 50 basis point hike yesterday from the Bank of England. You would have normally expected the opposite reaction from the FX markets, but the pound bears remained in charge of the market yesterday instead, pricing the fact that the dark clouds that are now gathering over Britain will most likely destroy more value than the higher race could create. So it was a disastrous week for Britain, unfortunately, but at least one person didn't get discouraged by the monstrous inflation data and that unexpected Bank of England 50 basis point hike. And that was Rishi Sunak, who said that the British economy is going to be okay and that he's 100% on it. Oh boy, this guy is not scared of being ridiculous. So that's it for Britain, really. In summary, the British guild market will likely remain under pressure of a more hawkish Bank of 
England. The longer end of the yield curve will probably do better than the shorter end of the yield curve. Then the British property market will be put to a tougher test moving forward and could actually crack under the pressure at any time, unfortunately, in which case the economic implications would go far beyond the most pessimistic of forecasts, unfortunately. And any government help at this point, any government help package to help people actually go through these higher mortgage costs would further fuel inflation and inflation expectations and require even more interest rate hikes from the Bank of England. So we are stuck here. Now, the Bank of England was not the only central bank to surprise with a 50 basis point hike yesterday to fight inflation because Norwegian Norges Bank also froze investors with a 50 basis point hike yesterday and said that there will be another rate hike in August. It feels like this whole tightening thing around the world will end up in tears. But for now, the USD knock tipped a toe below its 100-day moving average yesterday after the Norges Bank decision. But gains in Norwegian Krone uh, remain contained as worries of recession in Norway. And obviously, the falling oil prices these days brought to the top sellers after the Norges Bank's rate decision rallied. The knock needs better oil prices for sure to gain some strength from the actual levels. Then, well, Turkey hike is interest rates from 8.5% to 15%. But if you don't really follow Turkey, it might seem to you that they made something big. But in reality, they made something really small because the expectation was a hike to 20% in an effort to match the inflation in Turkey. That's above 40%. I mean, the official inflation level because unofficial level is much more than that. So the new one-week repo rate in Turkey is 15%. And that's raising worries that Turkey's new central bank team could also remain under the influence of the government's low interest rate obsession. And that's bad news. Now, the good news was that the Central Bank of Turkey still started its communication yesterday after the decision talking about inflation. So you know what they say, right? Spotting a problem is the first step to solving it. So the Turkey Central Bank is still aware of inflation problem in Turkey and they talked about simplifying the monetary policy which became just too complicated and giving it more transparency. But of course, nobody ate that cold cake yesterday. The US dollar try spiked above the 25 level this morning. Yes, that's the highest on record, but probably not the highest on horizon. Now, finally, the Swiss National Bank also ate its part of the cake yesterday and hiked its interest rates by 25 basis points. The decision was expected and broadly priced. And I have nothing to add to that decision, really, other than the fact that if the European Central Bank continues hiking its interest rates, the Swiss National Bank will likely follow suit, unless inflation in Switzerland eases sufficiently to let the Swiss National Bank accept a softer Swiss franc to boost its business and to boost its exports. That's a possibility. It's just that with the news on the wire of another big jump in our insurance premiums, something like 78% minimum and 10% rise in electricity prices next year, I actually don't see how we will end up here in Switzerland with an inflation below 2% by the magic of CPI calculation, for example. We don't know, but anyway, the euro Swiss spiked past the 0.98 level after the decision yesterday and is consolidating above that level this morning. We are still well below parity, which once looked so scary to the Swiss National Bank. Now, on the economic data front, 
Well, the US existing home sales came in better than expected yesterday again, adding to the global optimism that the US real estate market could actually be doing better after months of negative pressure due to the rising interest rates in the US. Now, the surprising and unexpected progress to the positive in the US home data is welcomed for the sake of the economic health of the US and the world, but a strong housing market in the US along with an unbeatable jobs market, hint that the Federal Reserve will keep hiking the interest rates on its end, and Jerome Powell confirmed this week that there could be two more interest rate hikes in the US before a pause is considered. So he said that at his semi-annual testimony before the Congress this week, while the US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said that she sees lower recession risks in the US, but that consumer spending should slow. Well, duh, if U.S. consumer spending doesn't slow, you know what? The rest of the world, so the rest of us will simply blow up, I think. So try to spend a little less, you guys out there. Now, the U.S. dollar rebounded on solid hawkish expectations from the Federal Reserve. The euro dollar shortly spiked above the 110 mark on expectation that the European Central Bank will also continue its battle against inflation as well here in the euro area. But we are again below that level, that 1.10 psychological level this morning. We will actually be watching the flash PMI data from around the world before the weekly closing bell. And before I close the week, well, crude oil fell more than 4% at yesterday's trading session and extended losses below the $70 per barrel mark in Asia and that, despite a surprise decline in the U.S. crude inventories last week and despite the news that the Saudi Arabia exports fell 12% in May. So the risks remain tilted to the downside. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipek Özkardeşke and thank you for joining me and thank Thank you for all your messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again next week. And until then, good day trading and have a lovely weekend.